Welcome to the Shoot the Breeze podcast with your host Vinny, Rob and Nello. This podcast contains strong language throughout. Listener discretion is advised. Hey everybody and welcome to episode 97 of the Shoot the Breeze podcast. Well, we tried to uh, be in a room together for the first time in God knows how long, but it didn't work out, but it will work out next week. We we are positive that it is going to happen next week and we'll have... <laughs> better sounding audio and we might even film some bits so you, we can put it on social media and you can see that we're all in a room together and, and you can see our gorgeous faces um, yes. so we might do that as well um, but hopefully we'll be in the same spot next week but until then you're just going to hear us on a Zoom um, but yeah so what's the crack lads who's well, getting on all things going well we'll be in the same spot on Saturday because we will be having some delicious patiently waited for old man points yes exactly um, for, the, for those of you that don't know what old man points are basically we go around the pubs of Dublin City Centre and have an old pint of stout in, in a couple of kind of well-worn pubs like you know not not the not your usual you know hipstery joints these are places that are a bit rough around the edges you know but that's where you get the real that's where you get a good proper point like you know um, yeah. kind of spitting solidus places but yeah so we're we're gonna try uh, get to a couple of our old haunts that we haven't been to in god knows it was probably like Christmas 2019 was the last time we were in most, yeah. or most of us I'd say in yeah, a lot of the pubs so um, um, yeah I was trying to pubs. I was trying to explain to Sarah's family the other day what old man points were to her 72-year-old dad who was a bit offended by the idea of old man points. He should, he should 100% know, like. <laughs> right, and then I said it to him. I was like, ah, you know yourself, I said, like, we'll go into, uh, I think we're going to probably be in, you know, Mulligan's or sorts. He goes, God, no, Mulligan's. I used to go in there now after work to meet Sarah's mother now. That's, Jesus, that must be now 30 or 40 years. And I was like, yeah, exactly, that's old man points. You're going to give us that pub. The tap has probably never changed. And I'm going to have a fucking point. And that's what it is. Yeah. So we're talking about like Bows on Fleet Street, the Palace on Fleet Street, Kyo's, McDade's, Neary's, Grogan's. All the these, kind of, these, are all just, these are all just second names to a lot of people. But they're, they're names of pubs in Dublin City Centre. And yeah, and they're kind of the, they're the type of pubs like where... And a lot of them will have like a little snug and that's kind of where like you'd normally see a couple of L lads in there yeah. drinking during the day, having an L point or two, like and reading the most newspaper. Them, most of them don't have tellies. You just go in, you have a chat. No music, all no that music. kind of sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that, that's the kind of vibe that we're going for. Like, you know, places yeah. that pose have been around for donkeys. Like, and yeah, they're just, they serve really good Guinness, great atmosphere. And yeah, Normally, when you'd go in on like a weekday or whatever, it's where you see a bunch of L lads just reading the paper, having an L point. So they know the sus. The old, the old boys <laughs> they know where the all the good stuff. Very I'm buzzing for a point in bowls. I have been waiting. I was actually so tempted when I missed the train today. Well, when the train was delayed today, the bus wasn't for 25 minutes. And I was very, I was actually across the road from Mulligan's. And I was like, I wonder. If I wouldn't have a point, could I make a point in now? Because I'm just that excited for Saturday. It's <laughs> like, I wonder if I can just nip in now and get a quick one. But I didn't. I, I fought all the urges. 
Where do you have to go afterwards, Rob? You said you couldn't stay out for the day, you know? Uh, something that I can't be very specific about on this in case someone's listening, but I have to go somewhere for something. Then I'm also going to I'm also going to taste the Dublin if a busy day that day. Uh, I'm going to, to taste the Dublin on Saturday night with um, I have to be on my this is gas because I said it's this earlier day I was like right I said I'm definitely up for taste of Dublin her brother and his fiance bought us tickets for it and I was like savage can't wait for taste of Dublin it's going to be great however I am meeting all the lads at one o'clock in the day for pints. And she was like, oh, no. And I was like, no, 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 I'll be fine. And she's like, will you, though? And I'm like, yeah, it's like, Taste of Dublin is not until like half eight, but I'll be grand. And she was like, Rob. Pick someone your size about 40 points anyway, Pierre. Yeah. There's, there's the odd time, though, when it's a couple and you're kind of a bit like, we went for this savage meal last night uh, to a new restaurant in Dublin called May. And they had like a wine pairing with the menu. So for every course, they had a wine to go with it. Yeah. yeah. So instead of you just getting a bottle, whatever you could ask, and it's called it's it's just above the French paradox there in uh, in Balls Bridge, and we done that. And after like three glasses of wine, the two of us were like, "Are you a bit pissed? Because I feel a bit drunk." Like, <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> and they brought out the last wine to us. I don't know. Have you ever had a wine that tastes closer to that smells closer to a whiskey? Yeah, like a dessert wine or like a. That's exactly what it was. Of course, yeah. I knew you'd know. <clears throat> yeah, dessert wine is a, is a thing. It's I'm I'm not the biggest fan of dessert wines. Obviously, it's not something that you'd really like crack open. It's like it is the glass at the end of a meal kind of vibe, like along with yeah. kind of. It's a similar vibe with like sherry and port and stuff like that. Yeah, it's kind it of was one of those aged in uh, cognac. There was like something because it was like that. Like it was like Sarah. Was like oh, I can't really drink that. It's too close to whiskey. I'll give it to you. And I was like, right, Graham. I, I drank the two of them. And then your man goes, goes, did you enjoy the wine? It is a seventeen percent wine. And I was like, what the fuck? It's like a Wednesday. <laughs> I was like, what am I doing? But yeah. uh, highly recommend if you know it's in the ballpark. You're going for a, a fancy meal. Like we we do a, like a budget where we try put a bit away, and then every couple of months we go for a fancy bit of food. Yeah. Uh, if you're in the mood for a fancy meal. Uh, there's a great chef. I got to film her doing a bit with Bread 41 a couple of, about a year ago and she's just opened up her own place it's called May so it's M-A-E and it's a savage spot but again it's, check that out man yeah definitely it's a fancy like you know 60 odd quid per person kind of place and then the wine yeah, bear yeah. Is, is an expensive little but worth doing if anyone's okay, in there as, as, as a treat yeah they actually have a really cool thing they've got a lot of knife makers from all over Ireland um, and when you're about to have your steak they come over to you and they present you with this kind of round of like 10 knives and they're just like, what would you like to use as your knife and stuff? And then actually I put an, I put a picture of the knives up on Instagram. Yes. And then two of the knife makers texting me was like, thanks so much for sharing. I didn't even tag them. Oh, so, wow. Cheers. So yeah, cool. No, I'll, I'll have to check that out. That's awesome. Yeah. It's a good spot. Yeah. Um, I actually, for the first time, like stopped at like, I drove past, past, uh, Bread 41 uh, last week because I was in doing shooting a thing with Dave Fanning for a new TV show for the second season of a TV show that he's made before like Fanning at Whelan's and uh, and I drove past Bread 41 and I was like right I'm stopping here and I'm picked up a loaf of bread and some croissants and (laughs) some cinnamon swirl thing or whatever it was unbelievable delicious stuff 
Yeah, it is. It's still the business. I have, I, because of the pandemic, because of the new job, I haven't been in, but like the lads, they know what they're doing in there. But given that, they definitely know what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, have to, we'll do a Food of Dublin podcast some stage and we'll, we'll do a little... Uh... Yeah, I, I, so what's the crack with taste? So it's like, it's actually on... I, I didn't think that it was... Um, was this like turned around kind of very last minute or was it always going to go ahead, just very kind of COVID restriction-y kind of vibe thing? Like, Well, it seems like they have it that way. So we... so. My, I've never been to Taste. Uh, I wanted to go last year, but we were actually away. But I feel like the crack with it this year is they have it done in two-hour slots. Right, okay. And so you, ha- you book your... Ha- so t- it started today. And um, a friend, a, a chef I know as well, she had a thing on an exhibition, but they've booked it like half five, half seven. Uh, sorry, like I think it's like half three to half five, half five to half seven, half seven to half ten. I think that's right, okay. <laughs> So it's like a couple of hour slots or something and then there's all things going on but it feels like they're getting around the COVID restrictions by limiting the number of people in at any one time. But as I said, I've never been and I will be full of beer and in need of food and soakage on Saturday so I'll be... Yeah, you'll fucking hoover up the place. Yeah, I'll be coming back with a bit of research and I'll let you all know. Meanwhile, Vinny's like looking on his phone, ready to book tickets for Taste of Dublin. How do you know that that's exactly what I'm doing? Because <laughs> <laughs> you went real quiet, and I was like, "He's definitely being like, oh, what taste is happening? Is it is yeah, it is yeah. it buggy friendly? Grant, Daddy, we're on." Yeah, yeah, just you know, might might try go on. So, yeah, so it's twelve to three, quarter to four to quarter to seven, and then half seven to half ten. Ah, oh, three hour slots then. Yeah, three hours yeah, left. Yeah. That's a um, nice day out. Yeah. Yeah, might go yeah. back, meet you there on Sunday, mm. whoever the place up again. Sunday, then yeah. you're not going to want to be able to get over the bed on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. But I'm thinking that afternoon slot, though, like, you know, after the little man's nap. Yeah. <laughs> we, we could do that, like. Prime time. I don't even know where it tastes even happens. I just, I'm just going to have to be chugging in the Oh, it's the Ivy Gardens, is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. One year ago, I have to just dump me in a taxi and tell him where to go. Oh, there's like a whiskey VIP garden thing, oh, aren't you? Yeah. Actually, one of the lads was on to me last night. He was there yesterday. And he was asking me about a whiskey. He was trying different whiskeys at the taste. He was going to buy a bottle. That's what that was. That must be what it was. Yeah. I wonder how much that whiskey, because... Sarah's browsing the whiskey, so I might have to. I might try book that as a little side thing. Yeah, yeah I think it's all kind of like small batch mm-hmm. artisan type whiskey companies, but, but no, they have like ten, twenty, or, like ten to twenty year old whiskeys. Like mm. fifty quid a head. It's looking at here for this like whiskey VIP garden pod. Okay, and that's for four people. It's fifty, so fifty quid a head for that. Like. Yeah. Now, do you? I, I've, ne- I've never Sorry. been to taste. So, like, is all the, is all the food then included in that? I highly, I highly doubt. I think all the. Demo- I'd say it's, I'd say it's demonstrations, and I'd say there's tastings around, but I'd say there's a couple of trucks if you're going to get a bit of grog. Like, so what the fuck's the fifty quid for if you're basically going to like a food market essentially? Look, this is this is just the way Dublin is now. Ben. <laughs> there is well I don't know like, actually I'm not sure because I know there's always like there's always like exhibitions and stuff so I know for like there's a chef 
they used to work in 3FE and today she done like a Japanese cooking demonstration. She launched this uh, these sauces called Kanobi, Kanibi yeah, sauces yeah. and they're savage. And she um, had like an exhibition on today. I think Eric Matthews, uh, he used to be the head chef of uh, Chapter One. He has a whole thing going on. So if you're a foodie, I guess you could go around, you can talk to these chefs or see them do workshops or whatever. But yeah, I'd yeah. imagine then at some point if you're going to get like it seems like being at Oktoberfest as well, you pay into like no, no, is it free into Oktoberfest? No, you pay. You pay, yeah, but you get a voucher for a fucking hot dog and a pretzel. You might get like a cheese toasty or something in the taste. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I've I've never been to it, yeah, so I'm just kind of wondering what exactly is what 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 do you pay for? Like you know, because especially if it's you now that that thing that whiskey places. You get drink. There's like, what does it say? Yeah, there'll be a good bit of tasting going on. That'd probably be worth it, to be honest. Yeah, I'd say there will be a lot of sampling going on. If you're tasting, if you're tasting four or five decent whiskeys, if you're in a bar, it costs about fifty quid. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I love the standard. So, like, standard tickets are are twenty twenty seven fifty. Like, yeah. Um. So yeah, it's only the the whiskey ones are because you get a complimentary glass of champagne and a complimentary whiskey cocktail. No, right. they charge an extra twenty five quid. Okay. Interesting. I love that it's complimentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you have to pay an extra twenty quid. For it. <laughs> That's like when you're in school and you have to do like voluntary contribution. Oh, I, hear you. I don't know if they're a thing all over the world, but like whoever's this brown envelopes. Do your do your skills or like for us it will be called secondary skill. For some people listening, it might be a high, a high skill. Just for example, that thing. Do you just have to pay like a what's called a voluntary contribution? I think my mom did never paid it. Like personally, I don't. I just think she was like, "Fuck them, they're not getting any money." <laughs> it, just it, was, it was a few. It was like it was two hundred quid a year or some bullshit. Yeah. But I like I remember in like primary school and uh, like the principal would come on the intercom being like, Oh, if anybody has any brown envelopes for me, you can drop them off the office. <laughs> like and I was just like, What? It's like it's so like I was like, Are you not funded by the Department of Education? Like, yeah. why, like why do you need like my parents to put cash in a brown envelope? Like it's so voluntary contributions. Disgusting yeah. today. I don't know I if that's know. yeah, I wonder does that still happen? I'm I'm going to find out all of this. I had to sign the little fella up for like Montessori or whatever now, but he's not what? going for another two years. Is it like a Mensa fucking place or something? Like you're signing him up and he's like born. No, yeah, it's it's like, and, and same with like kind of child minors and crashes and stuff like that. A lot of people uh, have to like, I know people now that have like my sister-in-law has had to like already sign, like her child isn't even born yet, but she's already had to sign her and put her name down for a crash place for like next year like when she goes back to work and the, and the kids aren't even fucking born yet and then I had to sign I had to sign Vinny up for Montessori or play school or whatever that he doesn't go to until he's three it's two years away like I, I had to do it a couple of months ago he's, he's, he's not even one yet and I already had to do it like that's mental yeah so I'm sure I'll be uh, accosted for brown envelopes in the, in the coming years times um, Without a doubt. Without a yeah. doubt. Uh, right, so we had a... There was Formula One on the weekend. Did anybody watch the 
the the race? You, I, could you call it a race? It I didn't more watch like a, it. The two minutes of race. Yeah, I didn't yeah, watch it. More it. Like I went in the safety car around. Like, yeah, I went into work and I was chatting to uh, to Adam who works with me, and he's actually producing the thing at the moment to do with F1 and. He, uh, I was like, yeah, no, I wanted to watch it after watching Drive to Survive. He's like, watch what? Two laps long. And I was like, no wonder I didn't see that about on fucking Facebook or any or Instagram. The race didn't even happen. Yeah, it, it got red flagged like twice. Or, like they delayed the start like two or three times. Yeah. Then they actually went out and did like one lap, brought the cars back into the pit. Then it was like another two or three hour gap. Uh, and then they went out and then for classification purposes, they have to do two laps, but they weren't, they weren't racing because like nobody could see anything yeah. because the spray that the cars were spitting up and it was still raining. I think so there was crashes in Formula 2 or in the women's as well, I think on the weekend. On the... Yeah. I'm not yeah. entirely sure. I know like Dude, so. I watched that, the women's, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Like one, right, crashed. I couldn't understand how they crashed, but maybe they just something broke in the car. But every other car then came around the corner and they all just didn't stay on the track. They just drove right into her. It's like they were following what? her going, oh, no, that must be the right way. It oh, was dear. fucking oh, bizarre. Visibility was that bad, like? No, visibility was fine. I, I don't know. It's like they all had, they all came down on a case of amnesia at the, la- at the exact same time. And they didn't know where they were or what they were doing and just all cowed into each other. Okay, yeah. I, I didn't see like, that. Did Did you see Sergio Perez's like crash for the like for the formation lap, like before the race got red flagged? No, I only turned it on just after, just after that. I think it was. Yeah, so he crashed in the formation lap. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's it's insane, and like, and they managed to they managed to get him back. Um, because obviously the, the 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 race was delayed for like four or five hours, like you know, so Red Bull were able to completely rebuild the front end of his car, and he was able to like get close to the race. So he didn't he didn't miss out on the race. Now he obviously started from the pace, and he yeah. couldn't uh, and he couldn't overtake or anything like that because basically everybody was behind the safety car. So they just, but it was yeah, it was gas just watching them. It was just. And uh, when there was like Sergio Perez has gone off, I was like in the formation lap. I was like, "How the fuck did he go off there?" Like, wow. it's a mad, but, yeah. it's a fucking mad sport. So how does no, that work then for placing? Like, did they just run the grid and then whoever's yeah, first basically, yeah, gets where, where you qualified, that's where your that's your position, and everybody got half the points that they would have got. So Max was pit. Max, they really won. they should have just raced on the on the Monday. Yeah, and the thing was this. this so, so this week's race is uh, it's it's also in Belgium or it's in Holland or something like that. But it's only like a couple of hours away, so it's not as if like everything has to go like from here yeah. to like Singapore or something like that. Like you know, it's literally only going down the road. So that's yeah. what Scott Forth were chatting about. They were just like, surely they'd be able to run the race properly tomorrow and then still have enough time. But, um. The FA, the F, the FIA were just like, no, this is what we're doing now. Like you know, and they basically had like a race clock 
that was taken for an hour. So they're like, right, we have to complete this in, in the next hour. Yeah. And then they did the two lap thing and that was it. So there's a lot of stuff that goes into like sponsorships and, you know, fucking television yeah, rights and all that kind of shit. Thing. And then I, I think it was, they were also saying about getting stewards. Uh, they don't know if they'd have had stewards to, because it was all voluntary, basically uh, all the stewards at the racetrack are all volunteers. Mm-hmm. So if they'd have enough stewards to do it on Monday, because obviously people would be back in work and all this sort of shit. So, yeah. so there's loads of different factors. But yeah, I, I would have thought it would have been an easier thing to sort. But yeah, yeah not. It's, it's a it's a bigger beast. Um, but yeah, such a weird start to the the like after the summer break. Like you know, there's such a weird race for, for like. And like, yeah, and the yeah. fact I think it's gas that like poor fuck. I'd feel so bad for George Russell sometimes because he's so unfortunate. Like the first race, and he qualifies ahead of Lewis Hamilton P two, and then the race doesn't really happen, <laughs> and he only yeah, but half he technically got a podium though, didn't he? Yeah, no, no, he got he got podium. Like he he would like, but that's it. It's like it's kind of like it's he got it on a technicality because it's just the way the race is run and the first points mm-hmm. that he's got. Yeah, and, and he's like, he only gets half done, like, and it's just I was like, oh god, this, he is so unlucky, like. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It goes to show the importance of qualifying, though, in that sport. You know, that like that yeah. can happen. The fucking race could just get called, and then at least you get your points. Also, in the world of sports, whether it was trickery or just genius by whoever his PR agents are, Cristiano Ronaldo has gone back to Manchester United. Yeah, which is uh, not great for anyone that doesn't support Manchester United. I know. Yeah, so so like I was chatting to one of the lads about this last week. Apparently, like, or this is just one of our mates' opinions, but he was just like, he's not really, he doesn't have the legs anymore in terms of like running. He's more of just kind of stays up around the box and just fucking pops them in like you know he doesn't really run after balls like he, he's not chasing yeah. possession like no that, much. That... he's still done a good bit of run last night fucking shite bag oh man <laughs> yeah so, so I, I flicked on the early game and then Ireland scored I was like who scoring at Portugal I was like it's Ronaldo <laughs> and then I was like holy shit then it was half time and then and then I saw you only saw the result I was like oh 2-1 I was like of course <laughs> yeah but then he scored in the 89th minute and then the 96th minute oh yeah. okay yeah so, so that's we, were, we were winning we, we were winning with like two minutes left yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty decent like you know that's, that's pretty yeah. good showing it was the most was, Irish uh, Ireland performance <laughs> a lad I used to work with had a had agreed he was in a text group before and he was like I may or may not have agreed to get the if we win the Irish goal scorer's name tattooed on me and then I was like, oh, and then they lost. So it's <laughs> still a pretty good bet to take with Ireland playing. But yeah, so what it seems like has happened at some point, so they were trying to shop Ronaldo around, obviously. And it's like, it's, it's, he's one of the best players in the world, obviously, still, but he's also 36 years of age. So a lot of teams were probably not going to take the risk on bringing an eagle of that size into a system and trying to make it fit. But then some genius was like, Man City want to sign him. And then United were like, take our money. He's not going to play for Man City. I'd love to, I'd love to know how much, you know, like how much City were actually going to sign. Like I'd love to know the percentage, like how, were City just flirting with the idea or was it just a genius stroke by his agent to be like, well, City are interested. 
And then it's because I saw a great meme, you know, like The Simpsons when he's doing the monorail and he's like, yeah. well, Elbeville wants the monorail. It's like, we'll pay you double. And it's just like, <laughs> I yeah. feel like. So, it. so my, so my like, I, I'm a complete football outsider. Like, so, but I thought, like, Man City have got loads of cash because it's like what Sheikh Mansour is their owner or something yeah. like that. So they've got loads right. of cash. But then Man United like don't have any cash because they and everybody wants the Glazers, the family that own like Man United. They want them to fuck off basically, and they're well, bleeding they, the club dry and all cash. Stuff. Like they have a lot of cash. They just like to take their dividends as, as shareholders. Yeah, like they oh, do. Okay. The fans do hate the Glazers, but they they have like it's a still one of the most profitable. The following they have in Asia and Africa and stuff like that. It's ridiculous. They have so much money. Yeah. And also, right, the okay. fans will moan about the Glazers, but I'm sure there's not a lot of fans moaning about the Glazers at the moment, considering what's just happened. They're paying them 500 grand a week. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's not that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. And is that what? What's that? How is that comparable to what he was on when he was playing for? Who was it? Was he playing Barcelona? He, he, was with, he was with Juventus. He was with Madrid. He was I don't know what you've ever actually paying him, but I do know that like it's it's a lot of money to pay a twenty a thirty six year old for two seasons in and what like obviously the upside is it's he's he is a generational talent and he's gonna be incredible. But the thing is like if if he's not or if he gets injured, the risk you're taking is massive. Like well I've I'm actually but didn't like but didn't PSG pay like a massive amount for Messi like same thing, yeah. Yeah, but he made so much money back straight away in jersey sales. Oh, yeah, Ronaldo. I'm sure Ronaldo. Everyone's going to buy a fucking Ronaldo United jersey. And the United jersey this year looks terrible. Loads of United fans burnt the United jerseys when they heard he was going to City. So now they're going to buy another one with his name on the back right now. Exactly, yeah. Well, there you go, man. United are fucking laughing all the way to the bank. Yeah, they will. They will. Without a doubt. But actually, I think even ticket sales, like... So I'm in a group with three of my mates and they're all United fans and they've already secured four tickets to go and see them play Brighton in December and I'm going to go with them. I've never been to Old Trafford. Um, I don't know what it's going to be like when I just don't want to celebrate United scoring a goal. Are you in the strip for them? I don't know. I, I can't imagine I am. The ticket was 60 quid, 65 quid. Ah, uh, yeah, probably not. We're probably, you know, like there's, there's, a, there's an Irish section of Liverpool seats when you go to Anfield. And it's yeah. just like looking at the cup, but it's like a little pocket. And then you're like, oh, deadly. I'm in Liverpool. And you hear something like, all right, deadly, isn't it? And you're like, oh, I'm just in Dublin. <laughs> it's It's like a little Irish pocket of the stadium. I'd say this is going to be the same buzz for uh, Old Trafford. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but still, we go crack. It will be. Yeah. Make a weekend of it. Apparently, it's a rat infested shithole of a stadium, though. Manchester as a whole. <laughs> yeah, we're going to try. I think we're going to try. I'd like to stay in Liverpool personally. Yeah, I, know I, I, I don't know. I've, I've never been out in Manchester. Apparently, it's a bit, it's a good spot for a night out. I don't know. Yeah. 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 There's, there's some nice spots. We played in a venue right on the last UK tour. Oh, right. Class. It was really nice. Now, where it was, like a bit industrial, a bit kind of run down, but. We, there's some big fancy hotels and then <clears throat> beside this was like this big new venue like in class it was brilliant like solid um, 
So yeah, so yeah, that's my that's, uh, my limited knowledge of uh, of Manchester. That's, the world, uh, that's our sports news, I'd say. Unless actually, I meant to ask you this, Finney. When does rugby come back in like double? Like when does Leinster? Are they currently playing or, or like? No, is it, there's um there is so oh, what's it called now? They've changed the name of something. They've changed the name of the Pro 14 to something. Can't remember what it's called now. So whenever that's back is when it's back. Yeah, it's starting soon. Um, oh, like I only just saw something about Leinster um, talking about their first game back. Where is it? Because they obviously are like all the all the clubs just announced them. Um, we're just releasing all their new kits for this year, like. All right. Um, and, yeah. Yeah, because I'm thinking I wouldn't mind going to see a game now that I can actually throw a stone. Oh, yeah. I think that's I think that's ladies. Yeah, there's ladies in Energy Park. I know that. But uh, that's that, that's also a massive thing. I didn't realise how big that stadium was. I'd never seen it before. I drove past two days and I didn't know what the reason for yeah, yeah, Lancer's other kind of home ground, like. Yeah. Um, apart from the order, yes. Yeah, where? Are yeah, I, I, oh, yeah. I'll have Soon. to come back to you on that. Soon, Soon anyway. anyway. Yeah. But uh, we'll be we'll be doing that anyway. And then um, I know we had a couple of uh, people asking kind of questions and stuff last week. One of them, I just screenshotted two of them. One of them was actually a very interesting thing. Like you know when the Spotify did our end of the year thing. Um, yeah. And we get to see like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Do you get, you get info then on your end, do you? Um, yeah. Someone asked, Roy asked that. He was like, what do you kind of see? Like it's just, you just get worldwide stats, but you probably have them all year round anyway, do you? Uh, yeah. So like, I can, like right now I can check like, where like, our where all where kind of monthly listeners are coming from, like I don't have like I can tell like there's five thousand people listening to Codeline right now. Yeah. Um, is that? La- yeah. This is so. This is like information that I can check right now. Uh, I can, I can check the percentage, the source of the streams for the last twenty eight days in terms of like where people are listening to it, their gender, their age, what they also like. The top countries, the top cities. Um, so, yeah, so in, in terms of, so, it, but it's going to kind of, it's broken down to the last 28 days. Yeah. And then the yearly round is when you get the overall picture, like so. But for the last 28 days, the United, our top countries are the US, the UK, Brazil, Mexico, Germany. Solid. Yeah. And then you yeah. compile your data and you probably build tours and stuff around it, I guess. Basically, yeah, yeah. Well, like you kind of you, you look at like with the, in saying that like Brazil and Mexico are like are number three and number four in terms of top countries like with listeners, but we've never been there. <laughs> Jesus, that's mad. And yeah. the next question that we got in, I think it's going to be apl- applicable to uh, Danello fella. Um, have you ever lied in an application or a job interview? And if every, yes, what was the lie and did you get away with it? <laughs> every single job I've ever had, I've lied. Every single one. <laughs> I knew that would be super relevant to you because you told me that before. You're just like, yeah, I can do everything. What do you want me to do? I can do it. <laughs> Literally, 
tell them exactly what they want to hear and then learn it when you get there. <laughs> it's up to them to figure out whether you're bullshit or not. Yeah, this is this is all uh, this is the Nello school of uh, the the Nello school of uh, job interviews. Yeah, and like uh, literally any example, like leaving cert results, lied about them. Doing cert results if they ever asked them. Um, what I've done in previous jobs, roles I've had in other jobs, and anything. <laughs> you lied about your leaving cert results. Yeah, if they <laughs> ask a question. Like, I, I'm not going to fish them out for them, you know? So it's not on my CV or anything. That. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't know what they want to hear. There you go. And today is the leaving cert results day. Today is have a lads. You can just fucking lie about your leaving cert results. Yeah. When you, when you, it doesn't matter what you got. Your first job after you leave school, they'll ask you about your leaving cert. After that, nobody gives a shit, really. Yeah. As far, in my experience, anyway. Yeah. So, so Rob, yeah. I just went back and just had a quick look at uh, our thing. So, our 2019 <clears throat> versus our 2020. So, yeah. like our so like top thing. Do you kind of break it down into like the countries, or it just the, like they give you four top line figures? Mm-hmm. So, in 2019, we had 285.3 million streams, which is 18.3 million hours. We had 27.9 million listeners in 79 countries. But then in 2020, that jumped up to 354.2 million streams. So from 285 to 354. And then the countries went from 79 up to 92. And the listeners went from 27 up to 37 million. Is that all so, just yeah. perpetrated by data? Like, is that just basically like, I guess, playlisting and stuff? Like, it has to be in like some element of playlisting and stuff like that. Like, it has like, you know, if you get like Mexico and then like you guys would be put like Spotify puts them into playlists, dictating upon what other people are listening to, or like, yeah, so albums, like, I guess helps like the source of the streams. Um, <clears throat> right now is like. Our profile and catalog only accounts for 7%. Um, Spotify, like other listener playlists, which is like playlists that people make themselves, are 11%. Spotify algorithmic playlists are 20% of our streams at the moment. So they're they're kind of like your your daily, that you're kind of, what what do they call? It's your daily suggestions or your your daily list. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That, That stuff. But the majority of it, forty nine percent, is listeners' own playlists and library, like so, playlists that people just have themselves, or people just listening to music that they've saved on their own library. Like that accounts for just under fifty percent of where it comes from. Like you know, they're pretty good KPIs, though. Really, that you get that they're thrown out at you. You can keep, yeah, keep track of, you know, and like that'll tell you. Yeah, no, no, fucking Mexico and Brazil. Oh, stop, yeah. Like, we've known for a long time <laughs> that we need to get to Mexico and Brazil and uh, who, what else is up there? Argentina is in is in top 20, so is Chile. Chile's in our top 20. 
Like so, there's like four massive countries in Latin America that we've just never been to. <laughs> but they're. Have you ever had country. any songs translated? Because like, I know Gavin. Like, we only have three minutes left on our record, but I know Gav James done that. He like done a song in French or something with a French artist. Like, have you ever done that? <laughs> we've done. Uh, I think on the second album, um, I think half of or like two or three of the singles were like translated. Um, so Steve had to go and like sing them in French, like and That's yeah. So like, it, but it was basically it was a pain in the arse because like Steve isn't fluent in French, so it, was, it involved going to a studio with somebody that was and basically recording it almost like line by line with them talking, like basically telling us how wow. to sing it or what exactly and how to phonetically say everything, and then basically record it. So it's tedious, but yeah, we've done it for France. We've done it because, uh, and and the reason why you do it with in France is because France is like I think I don't know what the percentage is, but it's it's quite high. If it's forty or maybe fifty percent of the music that is played on French radio stations has to be French speaking. Yes, so that's that's uh, that's a way that like international acts get around it by basically re-recording the lyrics Man. of songs in French, so that that. They also, instead of your, in, I, I, it might even be more, it might be 60. So instead of like you just fighting for your, to get 40% of the English speaking bit, if you do it in French, then you've got a bigger chance of getting played on French radio. Like. So you won't have to start translating the old uh, Shoot the Breeze podcast into French. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Dublin accents being like, uh, <laughs> Right, I know I haven't got a fucking stitch of French, but I do know that the next time we see each other, lads, we will be in fucking person. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be a lot of fun, boys. It's going to be a lot Make of fun. It happen. Yeah, right, everybody, oh, stop. Right, everybody, thank you so much for uh, checking out this week's episode of the Shoot the Breeze podcast. Please do not forget to leave a rating and uh, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast as well. I know a lot of people just listen to it, but make sure you actually subscribe to the podcast and leave an L rating and review uh, wherever you get your podcast from because it... Uh, really helps us and uh, helps people, helps new people find the podcast. So uh, please continue to leave some ratings and uh, write an L review if you don't mind. Yep. Uh, but yeah, until next week, thank you very much. Um, and yeah, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and on Twitter, but I think we mainly use Instagram. So just yeah. pause there. All right, peace out. All right, guys. Cheers. Thanks so much. Thank you. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye.